It's beautiful. Every color is powerful. Every color is worthy. Try to bury us. They didn't realize we were seeds. They didn't realize you were seeds. They open doors so others can walk through them. Your legacy is every life you have ever touched. I'm Stella Saliari, and this is Salt the Podcast, a series of encounters with inspiring women. They're healers, activists, mothers, educators, and world changers. Together, we create community, share knowledge, amplify voices, heal, and break narratives by elevating a new generation. Welcome to Salt the Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. My guest today is Olga Ditiban. Olga is a former professional dancer and dance teacher from South Africa. She was born and raised in Pretoria and moved to Germany two years ago to work as an au pair and learn the language. She likes the country so much that she has decided to stay in Germany and pursue her studies and education. The title of today's encounter is I'm Purposeful and Afraid of Nothing. And Olga is sharing her story with us. Welcome, Olga. I'm so happy that you're here today. Hi, Stella. Thank you so much for having me. I am looking forward to our chat tonight. Yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Olga? I was born in Pretoria, South Africa. Um, I grew up in a white family. I have three siblings, two brothers and an older sister. And um, I am a dancer absolutely love dancing it's been something that has had a big impact on my life and I love traveling with the idea of traveling I love that um, I've only been to Germany and the Netherlands as of yet but hopefully after corona um, we can keep traveling and I will see more Yeah, and my favorite animal is, well, I have two actually, a meerkat and a koala bear. Nice. Yeah, so that's, that's me. <laughs> Thank you for the introduction. Of course, we will get to know you better throughout our conversation. And actually, for our conversation today, I decided to do some freestyle. That's how, that's how I will call it. And I want to see where it will take us. Because you told me some time ago parts of your story, but instead of asking you specific questions for a lot of different reasons, I just want us to unravel things and see where they will take us. And when I was studying your Instagram, I saw that you had, on the one hand, a lot of poems written there or little sayings that you actually wrote yourself, as far as I understood. And on the other hand, you had uh, several Bible passages next to your photos. So I chose one of the, um, the things that you wrote yourself, and I want us to take this. And um, yeah, I want you then to share part of your story. So you said, the one thing that you have that nobody else has is you, your voice, your mind, your story, your vision. So write and draw and build and play as only you can. I find yes. this very beautiful. So we will take this and you will share with us. What is this all about? Well, 
it's about finding or discovering your identity. For me, for the longest part of my life as a young girl, I never had a sense of belonging. I always felt like I was in the middle of a crowd, but nobody saw me and I had no idea where to go. And I mean, as kids, we always try to fit in and I tried doing that, but that didn't work for me because that's not who I am. I wasn't made to fit in. And the more I tried to push it, the more it didn't really work. And there came a time in my life where I just realized that, Olga, you need to stop doing that. You need to stop trying to be like everyone else. You just need to be yourself. You need to accept yourself. You need to love yourself and let everything that you have to offer the world come out. Just be the bright star that you are. And that is what that quote is about. It's just being yourself, doesn't matter how quirky you are, just embracing every single part of yourself, your perfections, your imperfections, and just living your life the fullest. And why did you have this feeling of I'm not fitting in or why did you feel I must fit in? Because as I've told you before, I was raised in a white family. So the black community didn't really want to accept me. At school, I would get bullied and made fun of. They would tell me that I am trying to be white and that I'm not one of them. And then on the, the white community, I mean, we all know racism. So they would also tell me that I'm not one of them, even though my family is white, that's not where I'm supposed to be. I mean, I did have white friends and some of the parents accepted it, but The others didn't really like the idea of their children hanging out with a black kid. So for me, I didn't know where to go. I was stuck in the middle. I had no one. And I just tried to find a place where I felt safe. And so I tried to be more black, whatever that means, just so that I would be able to form connections with the black society. And I remember the one day I had um, like a Bantu knot hairstyle and I got out of the car and I was surrounded with older black kids and they just looked at me and they started laughing. And I will never forget what they said. They said that I was a natural disaster. And that really broke me. It, it broke my spirit and I just felt like I can't do this anymore. I just... I was so lost and I had no one to talk to. I really couldn't turn to anyone. And so I just felt like I'm here all alone for a lost soul. And I started doing some self-study, trying to dig deep and just embrace who I was. And how old were you at the time? I was 11, 12. That's, that's when it all started, the whole me being lost and not knowing what to do with myself. And your, your parents, they were not aware about it because you said you felt like you were alone in this? I never really discussed it with my parents. I'm not really somebody who goes to my parents and tells them, oh, that kid was picking on me. 
this happened, I was always the type of person to just bottle everything up and in a way deal with it by myself. Yes, I can resonate with this. <laughs> and then something happened to you at the age of 13 and that really changed your life. Can you share with us about what happened? Yes, it falls in with the whole being lost thing. I fell into a pit of darkness and I couldn't pull myself out of it because I had no one and I felt so alone. And um, my biological mother would tell me that I was a mistake and she wished I was never born. You know, I had to fight all of these constant thoughts going around and people telling me that I shouldn't be here. I don't belong here. They don't want me. And it got to a point where I just told myself that life would be better if I wasn't here because that's what everybody keeps telling me. And so I got suicidal and I tried to take my own life because I was done fighting Stella. I couldn't anymore. I didn't want to. I didn't have the energy to keep fighting. I didn't have the strength to keep holding on to nothing. And I remember <laughs> we had assembly one morning and Hillsong actually came to school and they had a guest speaker. His name is Reggie Dabbs and he's an American public school speaker and he had a very special message and it's he said you can never change your past but you can change your future and he told us that if you feel like you're alone in this world you should come to Hillsong tonight and we will get through this together I remember getting up after assembly crying like a baby until we got to class and During the whole day, I contemplated, will I go or will I not? I really don't have the strength to sit through this and have somebody tell me that they understand what I'm going through and them telling me that, you know, you belong here, you should be here because they have no idea what I've been dealing with. And at the end of the day, I went and yet again, I cried the whole time. And somehow he got through to me. He got through to me and I got home. I read the Bible and I started working on the Olga that God created. I found Christ and I started developing and working on my relationship with God. And I had a breakthrough. I started feeling better. I started loving myself more and Sometimes what I do is I just randomly open the Bible and I would get a beautiful passage that would inspire me. And that's how I read my Bible. I always just open it at random parts. And the one day I opened it and I saw Proverbs 31 verse 25. And it says, she is clothed in strength and beauty and she laughs without fear of the future. And that was it. That was God speaking to me and I decided from that day on that is who I will strive to be I am clothed in strength because I have made it this far despite what people have been telling me 
despite the darkness that was surrounding me, I stayed strong. I am clothed in beauty. I may not be a supermodel, but I am beautiful. And I will love myself just the way I am because in his eyes, I am perfect. And I love the idea of the future. Yes, it does get scary sometimes. The uncertain times are not fun at all. But I will strive to keep living and I will strive to keep being the best version of myself. Because you have been wonderfully made. Exactly. <laughs> wonderfully and fearfully made, yes. Beautiful. Maybe just for the listeners, Hillsong is a church. And um, so the, someone from the church came to your school and then in the evening you went to the church and everything changed in your life. Yes. And you also told me that after this, you started taking care of yourself. You started practicing self-care. You started really loving yourself, something that you didn't do before, something you felt that others You said others didn't love you, didn't see you. Tell us a little bit more about this. What, what does self-care mean to you and, and what is it for you? Self-care to me equals happiness. So it's about physical, emotional and mental well-being. And it's just about taking the time for yourself to learn something new or I don't know, rediscover your passion. And for me, it would be writing stuff down. You know, like if I had a good day or even a bad day, I would just write it down. I love to dance in my free time too. So if I'm sad, I would put on a sad song and I would start doing contemporary. Or if I'm excited about something, I put on a goofy song and I just start jumping around. Um, and I've started doing this new thing where I take a break from technology. So no television, I'm not on my cell phone, no computer. And I go for long walks and just come back home and read a book. So for me, it's just about being happy with yourself and constantly reminding yourself that you're worth it. And that even though your life may not be on the same path as your peers, you are still with it. And at least you're working towards something and you don't have to be, or your life doesn't have to be at the, going at the same pace as theirs. I don't have to have a degree right now just because everybody else have one. I just need to be content with where my life is at and the plans that I have for the future. That's actually you telling me this. I feel like now I also want to go for a walk and come back home and read a book, you know, and just be with myself in peace. Yes. Just you. It, it helps. It, yeah. It really helps. I mean, after that, I mean, obviously at night I go back and I'm, I'd watch a movie or talk to my friends again, but I feel so good. I really, I really feel good. And I mean, like sometimes friends would, asked me okay do you want to go out do you want a video chat and I just be like no I'm going to be selfish and just take time for myself I don't not interested right now and I don't feel guilty when I say no it feels good because I'm taking the time to take care of myself I'm taking the time to focus on me yes and 
Olga, you made this decision to leave South Africa and come to Germany. Um, you've been now there for almost two years uh, as an au pair. You started learning the language. You want to stay. You want to actually study, go to university. What did it mean to you, this decision to leave South Africa and go to Germany? Why did you make this decision and why did you choose Germany? I have always, as a kid, I've always told myself that I was going to build a future in Europe. I didn't know where. I just know that I wanted to move to Europe. And it's funny. Everybody asks me, how did you decide on Germany? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, it's one of the countries that I learned about during, like, when I was uh, learning about tourism. And it kind of stood out. And I told myself, okay, even if I just go visit Germany, that's, that's where I'm going. But I never in a million years thought that this would be the place where I want to re establish myself where I want to have my own place, my home, my future. And honestly, it wasn't a hard decision to leave South Africa because I am always open for new things and new experiences. And I told myself to just leave everything that I know behind and come with an open mind. So coming over for me was easy readjusting was easy everything was just I gave it a shot yeah yeah you told me I want to actually stay there and I couldn't believe it <laughs> <laughs> yes I, I I like it here I really like it here and all the types of bread that they have yes the bread is uh, wonderful I can confirm <laughs> No, but it's good. It's good to feel this this energy in you and, and this positivity and this zeal for life. Like when we spoke last time, I, I could really feel this. And um, yeah, when I look at your photos, the things you're posting, you, I can feel this, um, yeah, that, that you are keen on living, you know, like yeah. what you shared, well, what you're sharing with us today or what you also shared with me last time we talked it's kind of incredible, like the change that has happened in you, in your life. And um, yes. I'm just taking it one day at a time and just living every moment to the fullest. What is your superpower? I mean, you're a super dancer, that's for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, my superpower would be my annoying optimism. and making others happy I don't know it's something that I've noticed is somehow it doesn't matter where I am people around me are always smiling and I try to keep it that way I try to cheer people up I try to motivate them and I just like seeing people smile it gives me a certain warmth and knowing that I cheered someone up or made someone stay just It makes me feel good. Nice. Yeah, I admit. Say that that's my superpower. It's a good one. Because <laughs> you also, like, I asked you before we started, why did you decide to speak um, tonight on the show? Why you decided to share, share certain parts of your life? And it actually goes in line with what you just, just shared. Maybe you can share with the audience why you decided to, to talk to me tonight. 
I just want to help people. I might not change someone's life. I might not touch all of your listeners, but there's one person out there who will hear this and they will know that they're not alone. They will know that they too can get through whatever it is that they're going through and that there is hope. I'm sure. And is there a specific book, a poem, a piece of music, or maybe a painting that has a very special meaning for you? I would have to say it's a book, Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. My mom has like a whole rack full of books, and this is one that caught my attention. It's It's got a white cover and a woman in a red gown. And I think I was 13, 14 when I read the book. And that book really touched me. And it means a lot to me because while reading it, I could connect to the characters and I felt alive. I felt like some parts of me was in there and I just really, really loved the book. I must have read it like five times. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yes. And who has been your soul, Olga? Who inspired you? There isn't really a specific person. I have been inspired by different people in my life whether it be teachers or the kids I used to work with or even strangers. They are, they're different, different people who have touched my life and inspired me in certain ways. With children, I mean, they motivate me to be a better person. Because when a child looks at you, they look at you through different eyes and They are also the most honest people on this planet. And with kids, I feel like I can just be anything I want. I can be a superhero the one day. I can be a firefighter the next day. It's just there's so much room for possibility and growth. And my teachers, I, my math teacher in high school, he definitely, he was my salt because a lot of the math teachers had given up on me and they were just like, we can't help you. But he took the time to just sit down and work with me because I'm a creative person. So he would explain everything. And if I didn't understand, he would use different colors and draw pictures just to help me understand. And my marks got better because he decided to take the time And that for me was inspiring. One person. He changed one person's life and that's enough. Yeah, you remind me now of one of my kids actually. Because he's also very creative. <laughs> and his math tutor the other day also did a lot of creative things with him in the room with putting the numbers on the ground and yeah. yeah. It helps, it helps. I mean, people shouldn't 
I know it might be frustrating, but we're all different and we need to find ways to work with each other. We need to find ways to not just give up and get frustrated. We need to be more flexible and creative. Totally. Absolutely. And we have to stop putting people into boxes and break. we have to break down borders. You know, it's like math. It doesn't mean I have to teach it, teach it this way to my whole class. No, everybody's different. And it also doesn't exactly. mean everybody has to be good at it. So, um, yeah. But our society likes to to pigeonhole us, you know, to... Oh, it does. Yeah. It definitely does. And yes, I mean, that's also one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast, because we have to break <laughs> these borders. We have to break certain narratives. Yes, absolutely. That's very beautiful about your teacher. Very beautiful. Yeah, does, he yeah. know, does he know this? Have you ever told him? He does. <laughs> Good. Good. He does. Um, I told him before leaving school that he really changed my life and he made maths fun for me because it's something that I never liked. Me neither. <laughs> But I wasn't lucky with a teacher like you. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> That's it's good that you told him. And yeah, I feel like They need to know. They need to know because, see, in that way, that made him happy, knowing that he was able to make a difference in someone's life. Yeah, and it also gives them, like, motivation to continue. Yes. Yes, yeah. it does. And to whom do you want to pass the salt? To the next generation, to a specific person? And, and what do you have to say? I would pass the salt on to every single person, not even a child, not or not just a child, but every person who feels like they are in a dark place and have no idea how to get out of it. People who feel like they're not enough and that the world would be a better place without them because if that were true they wouldn't be here there's a plan for all of us and we might not know what it is but we need to have faith and we need to believe in ourselves because we have so much potential and if you set your mind to something you can achieve so much And I just want people to start believing in themselves. I know that society is breaking us down and it's making it hard for us to just live. It's making it hard for us to love ourselves, our bodies, our stretch marks. Um, society is telling us that it's ugly and you need to be tall and you need to have a beautiful body to make it. And that's not true. It all starts with you. You need to love yourself. You need to accept yourself. And that's the only way that you'll be happy. You said, and I wrote it here, she's a storm, a magnificent force, writing her life's story in lightning. Yes. <laughs> that is me. I am her. I... Um, I'm, sometimes, I'm like a bulldozer sometimes because I come from a loud family and I can be outspoken when I want to. And like I said, I'm optimistic. And 
I am a very excitable person and I'm excited for the future. There are still a lot of uncertainties, but whatever it is, I'm excited for it. And I will not sit down and take everything society wants me to take. I will not Good. have them tell me that you are a black girl. You don't belong here. Nobody loves you. Nobody wants you. It's fine. They don't, they don't matter. I don't care if they don't want me. I want Good. And I want to succeed. I have so many plans with my life and I want to make all those dreams come true, regardless of what society says. It's okay. I'm not picture perfect. I'm no supermodel, but I am content. I am happy. I have come to the realization that I am beautiful and it's okay. And I will show the world that I'm okay with being me. You know, to me, this whole thing of supermodel, supermom, superhero, it doesn't exist. There's no such thing. And we shouldn't even, like sometimes people, or quite often people will tell me, you are a superhero, you're a supermom. And first of all, by saying something like this to somebody, you're kind of implying the person doesn't, is not vulnerable. The person doesn't need anything, you know, the, the person is perfect, which doesn't exist. By me accepting it also means telling people, yeah, I am a super mom. I am a super woman. I don't need anything. And it's also means that through this, we kind of create these standards that are not real, that cannot be achieved. And we pressure each other, you know? So I'm really all about destroying the, these kind of words, superhero, superwoman, superpower. I mean, I asked you about your superpower, but um, not with that in mind. Maybe I should change that word, actually. Um, but yeah, we have to really break these things down. There's no such thing as a supermodel. These are things that, that they are not touchable. They are unreachable and they create a distance and they create all these things that you described earlier. So what you just shared is so powerful. We are people. And we are all beautiful and we are all wonderful and we are all different. And we can, instead of competing with each other, we can inspire each other. I, I, I always, when I see other people, I don't know, going somewhere or doing something, it always inspires me, you know. It doesn't make me jealous. I'm looking at somebody and think, wow, this is amazing, you know. This is so inspiring. I will try the same. Or if that person is doing this, maybe I can also quit my job and go on a, on a trip around the world or start a, a study, which, which I um, started last year. So I think this is really important that um, we break also this kind of individualistic living and come back into the communal life, into being with each other, supporting each other. Yeah. Yes. I am. Um, there's also one quote that I absolutely love. I can't remember who it's by, but um, the beauty of the world lies within the diversity of its people and just like you said we're all different and I feel like we should embrace each other we should learn from each other and help each other grow yes totally and Olga do you have a question that you want to ask me yes I do I would like to know um What's the most challenging aspect of your job? The podcast, you mean, with my job? 
Yes, yes. Ah, oh, the most challenging aspect. Um, let me see. It's, I have to say it takes a lot of my time, which I love. I don't have any problem with this. I'm really, really enjoying this project. And I've been wanting to do this for a long time. And I'm so happy that I realized it and that I'm doing it. But yeah, it takes a lot of my time. And sometimes, um, yeah, it's, I feel like sometimes, not that I'm neglecting my family, you know, but because I'm doing a lot of things, not just the podcast, um, I'm, I'm sometimes overwhelming myself, let me put it like this. Uh, but I'm enjoying it so much. So th there's nothing like I love doing the podcast because I'm constantly meeting new people. I'm talking to people. I'm, yeah, I, I feel like I'm doing something meaningful. So it gives me a lot of energy and, and a lot of happiness. And, and I really love this project. So I don't know if challenging is the, is the real world, but I'm somebody I'm doing a lot and I want to do a lot and I say yes to many things. And then sometimes I overwhelm myself and I'm really physically tired. Maybe this, but for the rest, nothing. I'm, I'm really enjoying the journey. I'm really enjoying this because I keep meeting new people like I met you. And um, yeah, it's it's not about, because I see many podcasters, they look, oh, I got so many downloads. I got so many this. I'm not even looking. That, I don't even know how to look actually my downloads. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But for me, it's just this this connection that that is happening, you know, and the feedback that I'm receiving from others, the comments, that episode really changed me or can you connect me with this person or meeting new people, making a change. So yeah, maybe just the challenging thing that sometimes I'm a little bit overwhelmed because I'm doing a lot, but for the rest, no, nothing actually. <laughs> That's beautiful. I hope I answered your question. Yes, you did. Thank you. <laughs> so We've actually come towards the end of our conversation and I'm very grateful that you were, uh, yeah, that you decided to share your story with us. And always at the end of my podcast, I honor a woman. And I have to say, in your case, I had to think a lot. I couldn't really, I don't know, I thought about one person and I thought, no, that's not right. Another one, no, doesn't feel good. So I was really thinking, thinking, thinking. And Until a few hours ago, I, I didn't have anybody. And I thought, that's fine. I mean, I don't stress with these things. I like this kind of freestyle, let's say. And then a friend of mine um, told me about a poet that I didn't know before. Her name is Nikita Jill. Do you know her? No. So she's a poet and writer. And she has written and curated six volumes of poetry and has been described as one of the most successful poets on Instagram. And one of the most exciting young writers working today. So... I checked her out. I went on her Instagram page and I really loved a lot of the things that she had to say. So I decided to honor her and to finish with one of her sayings, which actually makes a lot of sense with what you shared today. She says, a reminder that healing is not linear, does not happen overnight. And sometimes you discover wounds that you didn't even know were there. Setbacks are a part of your journey. Be easy on yourself. So wow. this is how I want to finish tonight. And yes, to honor her, to honor you, to honor everybody out there and finish with this, um, yeah, with this little poem of hers. And I want to thank you for speaking to us today for all the things that you do, how you inspire people. And I will, of course, upload your information on Instagram 
And I want to thank my listeners for listening. Feel free to follow me on Instagram under Salt the Podcast. Contact me, leave me a review, and I'm always happy to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Olga. Thank you. Something that is loved is never lost. I'm Stella Sagliari, and this is Salt the Podcast. Salt the Podcast. Salt the Podcast.